0: Pushing the button, Mrs. Ryan. Roll (laughs) it! It's a Wednesday show. Yay! (laughs) I'm
1: coming,
0: Mrs. Ryan.
2: Still fixing cameras. Hello,
0: hello, hello, hello. There we go. are already on. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. It's the Wednesday show. (laughs) Yes! Got the cards. Oh my goodness. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Welcome back. Welcome back to everybody else. Look at that. We're all doing good grief. All right. Let's see. I guess I got to get closer to you because we're all. (laughs) All right, welcome back, everybody else. Hi there. Good evening. Uh, today is Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. Welcome back to the old late night playset. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans. And uh, man, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> we, we had a flag on the play just a moment ago. We started the show about <laughs> one minute ago. And uh, got about to this point when I realized that there was a button I didn't push. So we're on take two. Here we but, go. But uh, we want to talk to you about the guest who's here today. <laughs> Told you all about him a second ago, Richard Chasler. Uh, he is the comedy booker for this show. He is also a very good stand-up comedian in his own right. He is here tonight, as we ask him to do every six months or so, to come join us here in the set and uh, see what he's up to. Find out how the comedy bookings have been going, etc., etc. And obviously we've got a lot of news to share with him as far as the show goes as well. So uh we'll get him in here in just a couple minutes there's not too much to do today mrs ryan some fun stuff though uh how are you doing let's start with that how you feeling today doing
2: okay it's a thinking day
0: you look fantastic
2: thank you so much
0: all smiles
2: yes i'm bringing
0: it from the shirt yeah i like it and it matches your hunziker shoes there even better Um, all right. So we have something that we've never done before. And I thought that it would be interesting to do it on the show, mainly because um, you at home have seen us grow through every single process of this from starting to oh, what's my voice sound like to, you know, <laughs> get the headphones off. And you've seen the whole process. And now we're actually taking places. So one of the things we have to do today is we have to record a commercial. Yeah, for, for Anchor, who no is our podcast kidding. platform. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So I don't know how to do it, but we just do it right here on the iPhone. There's, there's instructions, but I figured for the sake of the whole thing, they're going to hear it all the time. May as Great. well just see us do it right here, right?
1: Here we go.
0: Um, all right, so it's Anchor. It's tap to record. There's a script, but I think basically it's just us talking about uh, our experience podcasting. We've never been podcasters before. This is new. This is for the podcast. All right. So it's not for just the YouTube the show. That's okay. right uh but this is anyone listening to it this is for you all right so here we go over here t- tap t- okay so s- script these are the required points to express in your ad feel free to paraphrase and speak from your own experience oh boy mrs ryan this is gonna be good are you good
2: yeah
1: well, who
0: knows how this is gonna go it might be a disaster but i just wanted everybody else to see it It might be fun
2: i'll leave the script do stuff to you but i think it'll be pretty quick i look forward to it it
0: says tap here to start recording doesn't seem to do that though does it did you notice that
2: <laughs> i did
0: <laughs> this may not be as easy as i thought we might not be oh record right now yeah well <laughs> maybe it's going i don't really does that that doesn't seem right to you does no it? no all right maybe we'll be figuring this out another time not right now thanks oh well i guess we'll be figuring this out another time all right well that's all right moving on Look for the commercial. Seemed like it would be fun. Well, no, we'll do it here tomorrow. Oh. Gee yeah. whiz. What, are you producing the show? No.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just encourage the whole everyone whole
0: point. I want them to experience it with us.
2: Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Were you thinking that we'd sneak it in and then they'd have it?
2: No, I wasn't thinking anything.
0: No, I... All right. <laughs> Boy, roadblock. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, moving on, we've got an East Coast feed. you want to check in with those guys? I would love that. <laughs> okay, I bet you would. <laughs> let's go behind no we're not going behind anywhere let's go all the way to the east coast checking with danbury chive and i believe we're brook in the Casman. i don't think we're at bmw here i think this is a personal one let's check it out roll it out
3: mr and mrs ryan look
1: what we got here grandma
3: say hi to jay and nicole hi how you doing it's saturday and guess what we're doing brooke what are you
2: learning how to do today brooke making meatballs a mr ryan look at that
1: oh there
3: is it is right here. be jealous we got two pounds of chopped meat here grandma's teaching how to make the meatballs next to sauce she's almost italian
0: this is a big deal right
3: you good babe how'd you like putting your hands in the meat did you like that it's oh, the favorite she thing love ever she loved it you
0: can see it in anyway minutes. love you guys <laughs> oh yeah that was awesome that was awesome all right you guys are so great uh, she looked like she hated that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's part of the meatballs is Bro, you got to get your yeah. hands dirty. Uh, Grandma, ninety something years old. I don't want to say because she might, uh, you know, that might be considered rude. Jay, come on now, Jay, Jay, don't mess with me, Jay. <laughs> I've known her my whole life almost. Ninety uh, something years old, and Grandma is straight up like Im- immigrant. Grandma, like she's the, the recipes are from the homeland. Yeah, absolutely. So these are Grandma's meatballs, Grandma's sauce, brook. Brooke, <laughs> I, don't <want> to, <laughs> I don't want to say the nickname, but Brooke from Multiplicity is uh, uh, um, <laughs> – Kazman knows what I mean. She's learning how to make the meatballs, and it's a very, very big deal.
2: It's huge. I. It's
0: one of those things that not everybody – you can't just like go over to grandma's. There's like a school, and there's hours of classes, and there's a whole thing.
2: I asked one time for the recipe, and it was like, no, no, it's a It doesn't a work that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you have to kind of almost be accepted in and then ingratiated, and then they have to teach you. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's the meditation where... Uh, Transcendental. Transcendental meditation where you're advised to go with a...
2: <laughs> Have an advisor. Oh, I can't oh, wait them, for oh, you oh, to oh, make oh, them hear, Brooke.
0: All right. Uh, moving on to... Dave Watch, Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Today is October 16th, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago. I am putting an X on this calendar to denote that David Letterman is not sitting in that chair, but if you have been watching our show lately, it is not a surprise to you that we are going after Mr. David Letterman to be a guest on our show, to have a conversation that should have taken place many, many years ago between him and and me. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) Can't imagine what it could be about. Uh, Yeah, so it's good. Uh, If you've been watching, you've heard that uh, we've made a tremendous amount of progress. We're very, very close. No new news today, if I'm correct about that. Mr. far Roo. as
2: I know, there is none.
0: Which means, in my mind, that of course Dave is still going through the backlog of hundreds of episodes. Because I'm just kidding about that. But hopefully there is uh, some research and discussions being uh, had.
2: I have a feeling there's lots of that.
0: Yeah, the little bit of information that we did get, it made it sound like we've all known about this for a while, thought it was crap. Now that it's real, the whole the whole every filter changes
2: yeah you have to restart from the beginning yes again and everything the full ever.
0: extrapolation from day one all the way back and it's like wait a second what how many things there's so much involved here this is not this is an incredible story that nobody's ever heard and i'm not saying that because it's about me i'm saying that because everybody who's ever heard it is like this is the most amazing story we have to do something with it to the point where eventually i believe it and here we are <laughs> 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 that's the truth that so there we are. Um, maybe we'll have uh, information soon. Who Great. I'm very excited about it. Fingers crossed. Good for all of us. Good for the show. And, uh, and it's, it's just cool. It's just fun and exciting. I mean, you know, Dave's kind of relevant uh, still. Not kind of relevant still. He's very relevant still. But uh, I feel like it's the it's the new Dave. And there's a lot of other stuff that people, you know, don't know still. And he's popping up on podcasts now he was just on conan o'brien's podcast the other day which it's an, i mean that's a big one To that's of course he was on that one but but he is doing podcasts
2: it sounds it seems to me like he's telling stories that people want to hear that aren't the salacious ones that everyone clamored for before it's like no one cares about that right stuff. what Remember really when happened, madonna
0: said f word on your sh- like that's yes of course great great no television back then, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> so we're all in that boat
0: uh, I know that I see your wheels spinning in your brain behind the scenes. I'm sure that uh, your counterpart on Dave's side is doing the same thing. So it's exciting and time. Exciting time. That's all I have, Mrs. Ryan. It is time <laughs> to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? <laughs> There's
2: these two adorable dogs on Instagram, Jake and Addie. Uh, Addie's the younger sister of Jake. Who had to have his eyes removed? Oh, Um gosh. So he's now blind. But, like, the, his humans,
0: <laughs> of course. Two plus two, I gotcha.
2: Gotcha, thanks. Um, his humans really agonized over that choice, though, because it was at first, like, what's wrong with him? So they went through that process. It mm-hmm. turns out he wasn't making, his eyes weren't making tears. It oh, so dried out his out. Yeah. eyeballs. Oh. And so the option was put him down or take his eyes out. And they really didn't know what to do. So they looked around and they asked around, this young dog took care. Takes care of him, like guides oh. him everywhere and tells, like Another tells dog. him how to do stuff. Their oh, younger dog, it's so amazing. it's a really neat story of like just take a step back and see what's around you and like you do stuff for me. You, I follow you in weird ways sometimes and like. It's not a thought process, it's just an intrinsic thing and it seems like that crosses animal boundaries yeah, all the time.
0: When that's going on I never feel like, "Oh, you're following me." I don't mean that. I mean you're latched on to me like the like the geese in a V. I mean, you're just following Yeah. in line where you think you're, you know, supposed to be or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, but that's yeah. another, I love the stories where animals are helping other animals. It's I love adorable. it. where interspecies sometimes too. You get, and I just think that's so neat. Sometimes they're not supposed to. You know, we're always told these don't get along, and then you see them like in some nature this video. This is helping a mom. Yeah, it's like whatever stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna put a picture up. They're so cute. They, the uh, humans dress them up with bow ties and stuff. Oh, it's that's, adorable. It's a shame
0: because not all of them can enjoy that. Right. But the one dog doesn't get to see how cute they are. I'll them when they're
2: not dressed up. You're totally right. Um, there's been new studies done that are determining uh, correlations between walk speed and the age of your brain. Um, oh, yeah.
0: I read that the other day.
2: Yeah, it's not new, but they're dumbing it. I didn't like it. the
0: headline versus the story. The headline and the story do not align for me, so therefore I automatically don't like the story. Because what they were saying, it, it, Yeah, fine, it's true, but it lost all credibility for me.
2: It lost some with me, too, and then I thought about it differently. Like, time's okay. kind of a construct, so age is a construct, thusly. So, saying you have an old brain, it's like, mm, what do you mean by that? And then you can look at things, you can pivot how you're thinking about stuff. So, like, when you're walking slow, maybe it's because your brain's thinking about something new, and it's growing, and it's nascent, like it's not built up yet. Mm. So, you never know. It's just something to think about, like, if you're walking differently. It definitely happened to me over the years, so you never know. It was a big thing in New York City. Like, people walk very fast there. And my brother used was to always be. Like,
0: I mean, you used to be able to. You can't anymore. No. Everyone, yeah. No. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> no, I mean, it was always difficult at rush hour. But I'm speaking about the years when I lived there. And it was before cell phones. When It was like when six guys, you know, the Wall Street guys had the big brick phone and the right. Zach Morris phone. And that was it. Uh, but not everybody. And you didn't used to have to look at them. You used to... You would, people would talk on them while they were walking around. Now, right. fucking... They're just screens. Uh right. so nowadays New York is it's crazy. It and I, I, I mean I haven't even spent a good deal of time in the city in a, f- a few years now. So I'm talking about a few years ago it was nuts what I considered nuts. That's a good I, I point. equated it to the and I referenced this a lot but when the guy from Shawshank the old guy the birdman uh when he gets out of prison and uh, know, the world's gotten itself in one hell of a hurry you know that whole thing uh it's true once you're out of the the loop for a little bit you go back and you're like holy shit things are moving so fast there's so many things going on i i you can't even and to me it almost falls into that category
2: that's a really good way to look at that too yeah
0: it's where you know what i mean it's just how much can you take in we had this conversation with somebody at breakfast club who is older than us by some margin and uh he had asked the question once uh you know can you the equivalent to can an old dog learn new tricks you know what I mean can you still learn stuff uh, at an old age and I think this person was maybe talking about learning piano at the time perhaps taking mm-hmm. a piano for the first time because yep. they always had a love and appreciation for it and uh, and it's it's not too late that person's doing it and having a great time with it and and he's doing great He's doing. I mean he's doing very well with his studies of the piano so to me and this is somebody who was perhaps concerned about that so to me it leans more to what you're saying about it's all up here how old do you want to be
2: yes that's what i took away from it how old do you think um okay and that
0: is not what the headline or the article said no so i'm
2: <laughs> you know but it's the same information just looked at differently it's kind of my mo You're awesome. um thanks um when i was a kid the piranhas were scary because they had so many teeth that was the thing
0: that's not true that's not they true. They're scary because they ate flesh <laughs> Right, many and then fish have he, teeth, but those happen to be meat eaters. And don't from they the movies, have like
2: gangly, like
0: they're scary because the cartoons and the movies and everything. All right, well, I... but yeah, they're 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 not. I mean, they're they look like they would eat. They're...
2: They looked scary in my head. They looked scary. So this article was like, What's I think you're happening? right.
0: I, th- I can understand, especially with what we're painted as kids.
2: Well, they have a, you know they have a cousin that's like a plant based.
0: This is not where you were going. I read a completely different piranha story the other day. Please go ahead.
2: <laughs> they're called PACAs. I didn't know there was uh, something that didn't eat meat. But anyway, um, there was some new stu- There's Everyone's looking at everything differently. So scientists are looking at studies that they'd done that they thought they understood and knew yeah. with new technology. And yeah. what they're finding is really cool. We so. have to
0: do everything over again now in the digital world. Yeah. So. It started with like the DMV and the tax records and everything. And now we're just getting to everything everything so all of the data all the national Ge- geographic like all of the everything we ever used to do that was in notebooks and everything now it's just everywhere We am got to redo it with all the data and the new stuff we know because of the data
2: yeah and it, i'm we're explorers all over again oh. Apparently, that was what I wanted to do. So I, I love it. Um, but anyway, what they're finding out with this new technology, in Imbrana specifically, is that, and the PACAs also, they're non-flesh eating ones, um, is that teeth are kind of interspersed in blocks. Yeah. So they're growing oh, all the, the time. time. And so they wear old teeth like hats, and then they just fall off. But like, it's the whole side of their mouth.
0: Yeah, what I is this is exactly the same story. There. Man, you put a lot of other stuff in it. <laughs> Piranha, which was not known previously, have one side of their teeth is constantly regenerating. So, like a snake sheds its skin over time, or I didn't like know people. That. Sh- Me neither. Until this story, but that's what your article said. <laughs> right. Maybe perhaps it's two articles on the same topic. Anyway, I found it interesting. Also. There's a pocket. There's a pocket where there's one always regenerating. So when one falls out, the other one comes through. It's not dissimilar to humans, I think. But we only do it, I think, the one time. If you're normal. Like if yeah. You're a normal, quote-unquote. I normal.
2: hope I didn't read that wrong. I read it that their teeth were, like, interconnected in blocks. So they, whatever. Read up on praline teeth, yeah. apparently. See
0: who you want to um, see who you want to believe on this one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Have a gander. Um, okay. Lastly, there's going to be a live-action Lady and the Tramp movie. For,
0: How does that happen?
2: I'm not totally sure. The trailer was a little uh, unclear because um, it only focused on the main two characters, which is some girl I don't know and Justin Thoreau.
0: Lady in the train. I was never big on the romantic Disney movies. I just I was a boy; they escaped me. Nobody ever took me to them. Um, is that it's the it's the two dogs right in the spaghetti bowl? Correct. Is that the one I'm thinking of?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess you could do that, right?
2: Yeah, I, there was tons more to There's that. Two story dogs in love. There's tons more to the story. I that, I remember the dogs being loved, but there's like mm-hmm. a teacher older dog that they've switched the gender of. Now it's a lady, so who knows? From Scotland, but it's going to be on the Disney Plus channel. Oh, it's their no. new whatever. Yeah. Um, but the good news you about do a this, lot of
0: stories about that. Are you getting money from those Disney Plus people? Not yet. Okey doke.
2: Um, but are It's an all rescue cast, so that's why I like the story. All the dogs, all the live action dogs slow news day but here's the thing
0: here's what i, I in, in the movie business all animals on set have to be through the humane society or i mean they're they're overseen by the humane society so they're all animal wrangler i don't know how that i mean so this is
2: just a pr spin yes i got sucked without in. without a doubt gosh darn without it. without a
0: doubt now i'm not saying they all have to be rescued that's a neat thing but what that says to me is oh whoever provided the animals for this movie you know what i mean because those it's not like they went and rescued some animals and then put them in the movie they have to be trained for years to become show animals. I got
2: swindled by my own job. <laughs> and I'll take full ownership of that.
0: But I bet there's a lot of extras and, <laughs> and all those dogs are rescues that were put in there. And boop, boop, boop. Disregard <laughs> Man, that story. What's God, going on, Mrs. Ray? Oh God, you're great. You are great. I like the ones where you stumble because watching you get out of it, which you're doing so well these days, is a joy. Do you remember when Johnny Carson used to uh, used to like flub a joke or uh, the monologue wasn't funny or just whatever? It was so much better for the audience. I mean, he was dying up there, I'm sure. You know how it feels. It feels awful. I do now. I didn't understand. When you're watching it for, oh gosh, (laughs) it's the best part. When you're like, who doesn't want to watch you squirm or me squirm? Ah. Well, here they you do.
2: go. <laughs> Enjoy. That's what you want.
0: You want the fans to watch the show because they like it, and then you want the people you don't watch the show to watch you be uncomfortable because oh, that
2: sucks. <laughs> gear up, people that don't like me. This is uncomfortable AF. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. Let's see. 19 minutes on the button just like we always do. Mrs. Ryan, let us please take a break and get our guest in here, Richard Chasler. It's Friends Week, everybody. Friends Week. It's exciting. <laughs> We had our, uh, my old friend from high school, uh, Alex Bloom, here yesterday to talk about his new movie on Netflix, Daddy Issues, which I <laughs> don't matter, uh, Daddy Issues, and then today we have Richard Chasler, the talent booker from this very show, and a very good friend of ours. So, more to come right after this, Richard Chazler in that chair, see you in just a few. Follow your dreams, or they'll chase you forever, Thank you, forever. Thank you forever. you forever. I need to be somewhere where the people appreciate sensitivity and art
1: and romance,
2: and where the people understand and appreciate me. Then I have a great idea. Please. So what's your deal? Hi.
0: When a person's had sex and when they haven't.
2: Just your type, huh? She's everyone's type. She's the next Valentina. You ready? Next Vera Wang. Yes, you're talented. She's the best. The best? The best designer in all of LA. Show him, Jazz. Bam. What is this?
3: Does someone want their allowance?
2: Please. know yeah. Please. likes it, but you're a lesbian. Who told you that? not afraid if I'm, blind or I'm blind. People don't really make fun of you for being different anymore. They kind of think it's cool. Okay, well then what are you? Kind of admire. What are you? What do you mean? <laughs> but there's still them. I like girls. I'm I'm a queer. I'm gay. And you're still you. That's great, but. I'm not. Then
1: what are you
0: then? But we're not doing anything wrong. But that's the classic, not the new Wayfair, right? They've got the more rounder cat eye.
3: No, but I'll show you I like that. Interesting.
0: Oh, he's gone. <laughs> I thought I thought we'd be back, but not quite. Just a few
3: more minutes. Oh, we rolling. Yeah, no,
0: we're, we're, we're always rolling. We're rolling. That's right.
3: Put those on for a second. Okey uh, doke. We can't be rolling. Don't roll through this. We're rolling through this. Holy shit! This so, is awesome. So those are the. I got wayfarer, a half a pack of cigarettes
0: and a, now, and a full tank of gas. And, now those are the Wayfarer Dallas, yeah. but this is That's the proper booze brother, those right? Those
3: make every face. Put those on, Mrs. Ryan. <gasps> Nobody can wear those glasses and not look amazing. I'm telling you. But I mean, you can the feel hardest, the weight of that. That's the vintage. Yeah, is it Bakelite? Those is that what they were so made of? I
0: feel
2: like a very old person that can't but, see
0: well. No, it's the opposite. No, you're Audrey Hepburn. Oh, really? So Yeah, cool. right. Yeah, those oh. are dope. Oh, without right. a doubt.
3: Yeah, um, but those are the hardest oh, to yeah. find. Out of Thanks. all the Ray-Ban sunglasses that I look for, Those, that particular pair is the hardest wow. to find. The, the
0: glasses you're wearing right now are proper, legit, good spectacles. <laughs> they really are. Thank you. uh, Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We are sitting here with Richard Chasler having a fantastic and what I Uh, consider very interesting story about the original Wayfarers. Did you say that Ray-Ban was Bausch and Loam? Yeah. Were they owned by Bausch
3: & Lomb? Yeah, if you look H- inside... Hang on, the...
0: I didn't know that, but Bausch & Lomb's headquarters was in my hometown of Wilton, Connecticut, just down on there. all yes. the back of
2: my <laughs> contact lens solution when I was a kid. I, mean, I don't
3: know really? that they still yeah.
0: are, but a lot of those chemical companies and all that stuff was literally where I grew up.
3: Well, Ray-Ban was Bausch & Lomb. If you look inside the original Wayfarer arms, it will always say Ray-Ban B&L USA. No kidding. Yeah, and then on the lenses, um, there's a and l where there's now an RB... Right, for Ray-Ban. Okay, because uh. so what happened was Ray-Ban, uh, which is owned by eyeglass um, mega giant Luxotica.
0: I didn't know there was a name, but I knew they were part of the big. Uh, Luxottica
3: the big... is the company that owns like every. If you wear sunglasses, they're clear channel for eyewear, right? Yeah, they're clear channel for eyewear. Chances are, if you wear um, sunglasses, I don't care what brand of sunglasses you make, I guarantee you they're probably owned by Luxottica. Yeah. So um, anyway, Ray Ban sold out from B and L. Long time ago, Maybe or? fifteen years or so. B and L got out of the sunglass and eyeglass business. They only do lenses now. Just contacts, that's mm-hmm. it. But they're like the biggest contact lens provider in the world. Right. Yeah. Let alone the solutions and right. everything else. Right, right. So yeah. Ray-Ban bought everything from Bosch and Lom. No kidding. Yeah. All
2: their like, hardware. Like... All
3: the, the recipe to the lenses, yeah. everything. And then didn't it's use... Nike buying Converse, the same yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and then didn't use any of it. Like, oh. they changed the recipe in the lenses. The lenses aren't the same. Then they moved everything to Italy. So, for a while in the early 2000s, you'll see it says Ray-Ban. Made I remember it in that. Italy. And maybe it was
0: all fancy. Like, what Nets, curses, are you yeah.
3: doing? Yeah. Why don't you just make Harley-Davidson in Japan? Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a Okay? Weird one. Seriously. So, I stopped buying Ray-Bans immediately.
0: It was Ford versus Ferrari. And then, like, just make it Ferrari. Then that movie's coming yes. out. I know. That's what it's <laughs> me to be relevant. Yeah. Um, what I noticed in I can't believe we're talking about this but I find it genuinely interesting. What I noticed in picking those up was the weight and not the weight of the, oh, le, yeah. the glasses these the 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 uh the, the frames themselves.
3: Yeah, these are chunky. Is it bakelite? Is it that old school whatever that what they like, make telephones
0: used to be made at like that like whatever they
3: Oh made yeah. Is, you know what I mean? They're it feels real. kind of like They're
2: it. They're real. It doesn't feel printed or like mass produced No, no,
3: no. no. Yeah. These are I, I think know. that you shit's be, pressed. You can see like the guy in the factory like pouring thick black goopy right. stuff into a mold yeah, by hand. Yeah. That's totally what i'm envisioning at least you want to imagine that awfully you know people dying they're like wheeling people out on gurneys they're wheeling new people in just to get the eyeglasses made posters of james dean up you know
0: got all of this on the heels of a compliment about your nice glasses that you are wearing you look you look sharp thank you uh (laughs) and and i like your whole i like your whole outfit today i like your
3: whole thing today your whole
0: energy is really good how do you feel
3: i feel great you look good. I well, feel really good. Let's get to you. What's going on with you? Well, let's before we get to oh, me. Okay. First, <laughs> you mentioned the outfit. Yes. So today is uh, Bob Weir's birthday.
0: Oh, so well, this in, is a good Telefunken Day too. Then yeah.
3: So in honor of Bob Weir. I uh, I wore yeah. a Rat Dog t-shirt to say happy birthday to Bob Weir. That is awesome. And I will make sure to hashtag the shit out of this and hashtag dead and company and hashtag Bob Weir and cool. at Bob Weir and at dead and company. I and, know,
0: we wish we knew. We would have done the same thing yeah. with the dead and company shirts. Uh, are you going in De- is December? I think they're coming back for December the forum.
3: December 28th at the forum. Are you in town or are you out I am working? in town. I have a court date on the 20th for traffic, so oh. I will be in town unless Speeding? I'm skiing. It's a dumb life. Are you joking me? You you want me to tell this story? If
0: you're interested, I would
3: love to hear this story. This is why I don't understand white privilege. I get none. All right. I don't know if it's because I'm (laughs) Jewish, but when people talk people like, yes, you do. Your whole life is white privilege. I'm like, why? Because I don't live in a box? That has nothing to do with me. It's because my parents had a job. That's all. Believe me. And after I was 18, if I didn't have a job, I'd be living in a box, which I did for a year. And we'll get to that when we talk about the acting thing that you wanted to talk about. That's a
0: pretty heavy, by the way. I forgot what we were going to talk about.
3: Uh, Why you're in traffic. Exactly. Course. Oh, there it is. So I'm pulling out of a parking lot <laughs> on Beverly and Robertson. <laughs> oh, in,
0: there's your problem. No white privilege. Beverly there's your problem.
3: Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. And I'm pulling out of the parking lot. And as I'm pulling out of this parking lot onto Beverly and make a right heading west, I'm pulling my seatbelt on. As I'm pulling out of the parking lot. Like, oh. I didn't put it on when I got in the car. Like, I got in the car, did a couple things, took a hit of weed, I don't know, whatever. And I'm, Oh, jeez. I, no, I would never drive stone, <laughs> And I, uh, ever. And I definitely did not take my driving test stone and get a 96. Let's establish that. I um, So, I'm pulling my seatbelt on as I'm pulling out of the parking lot. And a what motorcycle that, cop. What that
0: looks like is someone
3: wheel. who. Is, yeah. Pulls me over and gives me a. $50 seatbelt ticket.
0: So may I ask you, was the motorcycle cop like hiding over there looking for no strap and Couldn't then grabbed tell, you? Yeah. Or was it, oh, saw you doing it, looked like you were doing it because, oh, there's a cop, which you probably were not doing. No, I, I was I believe doing it. So I was pulling
3: out of the parking lot. I believe all right. of that. Yeah. And the guy pulls me over and he gives me the ticket. So
0: for $50, bucks, you are going to go to court in Beverly Hills, right? No. Oh, okay.
3: First of all, for four hundred and fifty-six dollars, I'm going to court downtown. Holy shit! Okay,
0: sorry. I thought you said it was a fifty-dollar ticket. I did Please, say it, I please did, go ahead. Go I did ahead. say it was. I'm a shutting p- up. I'm shutting up I did up say Chazler. it was a
3: fifty-dollar ticket. I'm shutting up for But Chazler. I'm running go this ahead. conversation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I did say it was a fifty-dollar ticket. So the cop says to me when he gives me the ticket. Now listen, you gotta wait seventy-two hours.
0: Oh yeah, I got that rigmarole because it's then, not in the system yet.
3: Right. Then you go online and pay the ticket. Yep and I go pay the ticket I go what if I want to fight? he goes you don't fight this ticket you just go pay it it's a $50 ticket I love it. in 72 hours it'll be in the system and then you go online and I love that he's just
0: it. he's like you're just giving us $50 we're right. charging you $50 because exactly. you didn't put your seatbelt on right. fast enough. That's so the fine.
3: I, I leave town I go on the road. I come back. Oh, I
0: thought you meant Beverly Hills. Like, now the tickets so then are, I drove yeah,
3: this. skipped into Brentwood. Skip I skipped town. I skipped right, yeah, I skip I, I skip right over the century since. <laughs> that's right. Show them. I hop hopped right over that city line, boy. Shop at Westfield instead. That's right. They arrested me at Eataly. With <laughs> <laughs> mozzarella stick and a glass of Prosecco. So, I,
0: um, so you said screw that, and, really and then you got a fun. failure to appear?
3: No, I didn't. I came back, and then it was like a week later. Maybe 10 days. So I went online to pay the ticket. And I yeah, I thought I had done it all correctly. I'm not a moron. Oh, geez. And I thought I had paid it online and blah, blah, boom, and that's it. And then sh- sh- threw it away and went about my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Next thing I know, I get a letter... Saying that my fifty dollar ticket had gone to a collection agency for four hundred and something dollars, and if I wanted to contest it, I could. So I called the number and I set up a court date, and I'm going to go in and tell the judge, like, "Look, dude, I had no problem paying this fifty bucks. Here's the fifty bucks. I." And tried the judge to- is
0: going to say, "Look, no, I- four hundred fifty dollars. You don't contest this one. You just pay me four hundred fifty dollars. No, no, no. no. The, judge good,
3: the judge won't hold me to the four fifty. I, I really tried to pay it online."
0: I really I did. believe and, you. But you know, don't I, they hear that by, from every single person every day? Yes, but I, I can't imagine that if somebody... I, I, well I I'm
3: different. Well, I'm asking, imagine, what
0: makes you, how does one convince I, someone these I'm days in it. this world? You
3: whip out the money, because I can't imagine if you're a guy who can't afford the $450, and you walk into that courtroom, and you say, whatever, I, bullshit you want to say to the guy, mm-hmm. and then you go, but I have the 50 I can't imagine the city's going to go, nope, sorry. <laughs> oh, I see. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but I think they will. I think they'll start because then the 450 becomes 900 with the penalties, and then then they can go for you for that, and then it's 1800, and then they can go for you for that. It's really more makes more sense.
3: Your Honor, I travel as a stand-up comedian. Google me. Oh wow, you really do. Yes, well, once, that's correct. Then it's going to be a judgment call. That's, I, I'll take a fifty-fifty judgment call any day.
0: I mean, whether he likes your comedy or not,
3: that's up to him. But I, I have no problem throwing a spike, uh, a wrench in the spokes, and
0: slowing the process down and whatever. At least fighting the system a little bit.
3: I'm not going to bend over for four hundred and fifty dollars when I legitimately went online and thought I had paid this I, ticket.
0: I do understand. Okay, and that. Yeah. I have
3: no problem taking a day out of my Christmas week. To go downtown at eight in the morning. Oh no, I think I got a one o'clocker. Oh, um, yeah, I think I, I. think I got a one Come o'clocker. In after lunch. She was like uh, eight thirty. I go now. <laughs> No, I work in nightclubs at night. I said, "Can we uh, do something different than that?"
0: So yeah. Uh, so you may or may not go see the show at the Forum in December because oh, of they this may court lock day. me up
3: for my. They may I lock don't know. You brought up like the like
0: court date when I asked if you were going to the show. Yes,
3: I should be in town, but really, Bobby, 180. Yes, I'm going to the yeah, show, but really, Bobby, 180 bucks for a ticket at the Forum. Really, is that what it is? It's a little. expensive.
0: That's too much because I don't consider that a good place to see a show. Have you been dead. to
3: the Forum since it's been no, redone for no? I've, I've music. heard
0: it's been good it's but it's the sound system and stuff that's changed right it's not the it's no, still they, the
3: bowl no yes but they put new seats in they did a little bit of re-angling and they carpeted so, oh, the so sound it's a, is legitimately a different a place bit. it's this kind is of not it's cool. the same place it sounds really different. it's really cool i saw the stones there wow and they all was that they do mainly concerts now right that's yeah, it okay it's a music how are the venue. Stones? It was right after they redid it, and it was the first time the Stones had played, like, an arena oh. inside in many, many years. And wow. I had seen them at the Pantages when they did that show, like, ten years ago or something. Um, the Stones were okay. I don't love seeing the Stones anymore. Sorry, Mick. <laughs> Is
0: it because you've seen it or because it's not as good as it used to be?
3: Well, I've been seeing them for a long time.
0: That's kind of what I mean. Like, so you know and...
3: I kind of had, and I know this is going to sound weird, because this is like my elitist, purist, white-privileged, music-loving ass, I guess. I guess there is a little white privilege in my life. No, ever since Bill Wyman left the band, I've sort of had a little bit of weirdness about the Stones. Okay. Okay. You know, to me, it's not really like seeing the Stones without Bill Wyman being there. OK, I
0: think you're entitled to that, you right? You know,
3: that's just and I've seen them several times. And Nathan East is a great bass player and all Keith, that stuff. Keith Richards
0: is in the Stones, right? Yes. He also yeah. lived in the town where we were just talking about him yesterday. Yeah, because Alex, we were just talking about him. Oh, so wow. That's we used to very, see him all the cool. time and I didn't. Get the Stones. I mean, I didn't get the Stones till like ten years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, really? As, yeah, it had, had to be an adult. It was somehow it was like ah, my parents liked it, so I don't blah blah blah. You know? Oh yeah, that you, bullshit.
3: Yeah, you too. Was Until like you get to me. a certain
0: age, and then you're kind of like, fuck, this is all great stuff. What have I been doing? I'm so wrong. Right? It's amazing stuff. Yeah, from the Beatles to the Stones, all that stuff.
3: Yeah, but now there's that thing, you know, which camp.
0: Oh wait, you mean Beatles or Stones? Beatles or Stones.
3: Oh, I didn't. I didn't
0: didn't even mean to start something. I literally was using those two as reference, not knowing
3: there was a thing. You can Google that. That But why on earth would that be? Because Beatles or Stones? They were the two. They're they're both the '60s. They're both at the same time. They were the two biggest bands to come out of the British Invasion.
0: Oh, I always forget the Rolling Stones are British.
3: That's it. Yeah. The Rolling Stones used to call themselves the greatest rock band on earth. Okay, the Beatles were influenced by Elvis, clearly as big as you could get. Mm Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it kind of started. I'm guessing, you know, in Great Britain. Okay, you know, are you a Beatles or a Stones fan? You know, and then I guess it just kind of was one of those things, like Beatles or Stones. But
0: were they even ever there at the same time? Of course. It seems to me like, in my mind, they both got here. I feel like, yeah, I guess you're right. Of course. I don't know the history enough. In my mind, well, is Beatles first though or Stones first?
3: Um, as far as breaking in the it, US. As uh, let's Ed see. Sullivan, the blah, blah, blah. Be- well, the Beatles came here that was in 64. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. So, I would say the Beatles were probably here before the Stones. Okay. Yeah.
0: I had always heard that the Beatles were heavily influenced by Buddy Holly.
3: Elvis I don't know maybe, but like there's a really famous story about like the Beatles going to Elvis' house and I Whoa, mean, really? Oh Wait,
0: I don't know the story. Do you mind do you know it well enough to
3: tell it? My uncle was there, I'll tell you.
0: <sighs> Camera four. It's all yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so if you go back and you look at old pictures of the Beatles when they were the quarrymen, mm-hmm. okay? Or Johnny and the Moondogs. Before
0: Ringo, right? This is the other guy. Before yeah.
3: Ringo. Yeah. And actually, yes, and with Ringo.
0: Because
3: um, oh. Ringo joined, I believe, when they were the... Let's see, the Tony, Tony Sheridan was drumming. Yeah, okay.
0: Because the other guy was a Beatle, wasn't right. he? The fifth Beatle? Pete Best. Pete Best, right. Okay.
3: Me. So the Beatles were dressed in black leather jackets with white T-shirts, boots, jeans... Greased hair. Do we know these Beatles? Uh, we never saw those Beatles, uh, right? These pictures are all over the internet. You just But this is pre-Ed Sullivan famous? Beatles. Oh, way pre-Ed yeah, Sullivan okay. Beatles. This is pre-Brian Epstein. Okay. Okay? Uh, Brian Epstein saw the Beatles at the Cavern Club and said, we're going to change your image. But they were doing Elvis. Everything the Beatles were playing that wasn't their original music were all... The
0: 50s American...
3: All that American okay. rock and roll. Right. And the Beatles were... Absolutely obsessed with Elvis Presley. Wow! So the Beatles come to town, and this is, I believe, the first time the Beatles were here in Los Angeles. And they want to meet Elvis. Excuse me. Sure. The Beatles want to meet Elvis,
0: and they're here in Hollywood. They could maybe make that happen, right? Because right. Elvis was in pictures and stuff.
3: Oh yeah. So Elvis was
0: in pictures. <laughs> me. I'm getting right into it.
3: Elvis was in them moving pictures. There, he was making the talkies. That's right. uh- that's right. I'm getting into your story. He was making the talkies. So the si- the aside to this story is that my uncle was Elvis Presley's best friend, spiritual advisor, guru, hairdresser. Originally, Holy Elvis smokes. called him to do his hair, but he didn't really care about the hair. He brought my uncle up to his house. So yeah, this to be is a all-
0: consigliere kind of thing, just to be the advice.
3: My uncle owned a hair salon on the corner of Fairfax and Melrose with a guy named Jay Sebring. JC bring anybody? It's I'll get familiar. I'll but tell I, you why yeah. in a second. So in 1960, this was like 58, 59, and they were like the first unisex hair salon in L.A. And they were doing like uh-huh. celebrity guys would come in to get their hair styled. Right, not, not cut. Barbered. Ooh, Ooh, right, that's right, a big right. distinction there. That's then. correct. And my Uncle Larry... Going to a unisex my, place in right. general, I think, yeah. was and a big deal. My Uncle Larry Geller was the first guy to import this device from China called the blow dryer and they were using the blow dryer the
0: dome the whole thing
3: or no, was it just that's it—the a a, blow dryer. Wow! Right? Oh my gosh! So one day the phone rings, and now my uncle—I should tell you—those you, are old and expensive, and yes, they are. So I should tell you, my uncle is also like a crazy religion guy. Like oh, yes, okay. Jewish, but also studied sixteen, I think, different philosophies and religions, from Taoism to Buddhism, like you name it. My uncle studied. It's it. not
0: He's, a surprise that he would be a consul, a consigliere to someone of that.
3: Well, Elvis calls the shop or someone calls the shop and asks for my uncle and he's like Elvis would like to come up to the Bel Air house and do his hair so they send a car now my uncle was a massive Elvis fanatic and they send the car my uncle gets in the car and they drive up to the Bel Air house they go in the bathroom my uncle starts cutting Elvis's hair and Elvis goes "Uh, so what are you into man and my uncle Larry's like well you know Jay and I have this shop and uh, you know we're starting to cut guys hair and you know the whole thing is taken off and Elvis goes no 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 man I know about you. You're here for a reason. So what are you into? So three hours later, they come out of the bathroom. My uncle calls Jay and he goes, I'm going to stay with Elvis. And my uncle was with Elvis until the Elvis died.
0: Holy smokes. Holy shit.
3: Right. Um, my what did, did he
0: mean by, I know what you're into?
3: Elvis was always searching for greater meaning to life. I always heard that also. And he was highly disturbed by his fame. And he didn't understand why he was, in his words, chosen to be this person. Especially since he had a twin brother Mm -hmm. who died shortly after birth. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Uh, Elvis supposedly had imposter syndrome, right? Where you're always worried about being found out about not being as good as you are. Like you don't feel that you're worthy of your fame or success. That's absolutely true.
3: Absolutely true. And he didn't understand it. And... You know, him and my uncle used to sit up at nights, and my, my uncle would bring him books, tons and tons of books, and Elvis would just Reference read these material. books. And you could see a change in Elvis's music, where Elvis's music started to get more spiritual and yeah. more got right. Well, that's all my uncle's influence. That's all because of my uncle Larry. My uncle Larry. Took acid with him and Priscilla when Priscilla was 18, and he dosed him and Elvis for the first time. And Elvis <laughs> tripped. Oh, yeah. It was like, man, my uncle's a really insane guy. My uncle was friends with Salvador Dali, and he used to sell weed to John Lennon and George Harrison. Which brings me back to the story. So, wow, the Beatles this is your are in best town. Best appearance
0: yet, Richard. So, Tassler. the Beatles this is amazing. are
3: in town, and they want to meet Elvis. And, um,. They get it all set up through the channels, and the roads are closed off coming up to the house. Holy shit! It's yeah, a it was like deal. a big deal. A big deal. And you have to understand, every night outside Elvis's house, every night outside the gates, there's girls.
0: Because this is Graceland, you're talking. No, about, right? this is
3: the Bel Air house. Oh, wow, Elvis of had We're Palm here, Springs, right. Bel Air, Graceland. So, this. Do
0: people know where the house is in Bel Air now? Uh, well,
3: like where Elvis is? I don't know. You could Google it Elvis's Bel Air house. You'll it's see not like it a was. famous. Uh, uh, well, that house was then sold to somebody else who was then sold to somebody else. And I think, I think um, Marvin Davis wound up buying that property. I oh. think. I think. Um, anyway. So there was always girls outside the gates, you know, and Elvis would always send my uncle out and like, uh, Larry, go get some girls, man. And like, <laughs> seriously. And my uncle would go out to the gate and he would like grab oh, girls. And one night he it's says to Elvis, you like could, right? and one night he says to Elvis, man, he goes, Elvis, like, you have sex with like three, four, five different girls in a night. Like, I mean, I'm lucky to get the runoff of two, but how do you do like he goes, They're all different, man. <laughs> Yeah, my uncle told me these songs. Oh, Everything I'm telling you is Elvis. straight from the mouth of my oh. uncle. Like, straight from the mouth of my Uncle Larry. So, the Beatles want to come up. It's all set up. And uh, it, the, at the house is literally Elvis, my uncle, uh, Elvis's housekeeper, and David Stanley, who was nowhere to be found, who was Elvis' stepbrother. The Beatles come in the house. And Elvis is like nowhere. We don't know and no knows what the fuck Elvis is. He's in his bedroom, whatever. And the Beatles are there, and he uh, they're just they're sitting in the living room, and Elvis finally comes in the living room and he sits down. And sitting there are literally Elvis, my uncle, and the Beatles.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and,
0: Amazing. It's gravity. That's gravity in that room. They're
3: sitting in the living room, and all four of the Beatles are staring at Elvis like this. <laughs>
0: Because he's Elvis.
3: Elvis walks in, and they all go,
0: "Like there he is!"
3: Like first there time, he is. First time ever even that's seeing the King him. of Rock. That's the guy who inspired them to do what they are doing because Not of them. Shorter than I thought it'd be. Right. So there's, <laughs> and they all go like, and they're all literally standing there. And my uncle says, probably a minute goes by. Son of
0: a bitch, put those somewhere, would you? And I,
3: so probably like a minute. <laughs> it's a
0: good story here.
3: Probably like a minute goes by. They're just staring at Elvis. And Elvis finally looks at my uncle, and he looks at the Beatles, and he goes, well, if y'all aren't going to say anything, I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Just like
0: that. You're not bringing anything to the table.
3: Totally broke the ice, and this is that famous night where John Lennon played the piano, and they all sang around the piano, and yeah, and they wound up hanging out for hours. What's
0: famous about that night other than that sounds like an amazing
3: that. They okay. sat around Elvis's piano and the okay. Beatles sang with Elvis. Like, again, you can Google this story. This is it's like a major rock and roll history story. It's incredible. And it's, your uncle is the he sixth was there. wheel. Right. So at one point during the night, George disappears. Nobody knows where George is. Nobody can find George Harrison. <laughs> to
0: be very clear, we're talking
3: about the Beatle George Harrison. <laughs> right. Not the guy who works at the Vons Not on Van Owen and Reseda. Right. <laughs> Georgie Harrison. Um Right, so nobody can find George. So my uncle goes outside, he's like walking around looking for George, and there's George smoking a joint in the backyard. Oh,
0: outside, okay, sure, sure.
3: Right, George like disappears, he does like a French exit and goes and lights up a bone and he's smoking out in the backyard. (laughs) So my uncle Larry, you know, George offers the joint to my uncle, my uncle smokes a joint with him, and George asks him, he goes, you know, anywhere in town I could get some good weed, you know, I don't know if he says it like that, but my (laughs) uncle goes, yeah, me. Yeah, And gave him his number, and then George gave John my uncle's number. And every time they would come to town, they would call my uncle, and they'd come over and hang out with my uncle. And my uncle would hook John Lennon up with weed. And oh yeah,
0: absolutely incredible. (laughs) I mean, I (laughs) totally believe all of it. But wow, that's so great. All from because of that shirt. Yeah,
3: yeah, (laughs) so good. His name is Larry Geller. And is uh, he still alive? Oh yeah, he lives in Sedona.
0: (laughs) Oh great.
3: Yeah, he's amazing. Do you get to see him very often? I have not seen him in a few years, and I, I really need to make a trip out to Sedona. I That's... need some Larry time.
0: All right. Well, this is all a, this is a nice segue, Richard Chasler. I feel like you've designed this entire segment so far today. Uh, we've already complimented both your look, your attitude, your energy. Everything is very, very good. Thank you. You said uh, to me before the show that l- last time you were here and maybe last year you were going through some stuff and life was whatever – you, you seem great now. What has changed? Why are things better? What are you prepared to talk about? What do you not want to Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Okay, blah. I talk about it why are things I so good for I... you? Because they genuinely seem good for you. Well, And that makes us know, both I mean, very so, so happy. It's funny. Very you know, so you,
3: we're, in a, we're in a dubious <laughs> business. Yeah. And you have up years and down years and you go through things and sometimes you make good money and sometimes you don't make good money and that sometimes you make really good money and you invest that money and then sometimes that money doesn't come back.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then you go into a down year you know sure and so it's
0: it's it's amazing how few things need to go wrong to have some catastrophic failures happen in that regard you
3: know catastrophic or whatever i was just i'm saying
0: specifically from our experience so i don't even know what you're talking about but it's amazing how little it takes you think you're set and then it's like whoa
3: america is literally the only western country in the Mm. world where you're one serious illness away from being homeless that's totally true yeah it's really 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 sad you know, and so I got sick, and then I lost some cash and whatever, and yeah. I just was.
0: But your health I, is better now.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I, I, I was just, you know, I am a person who expects miracles, and I expect greatness, and I try to operate at a level where you know, I'm trying to do my best, and I expect yeah. other people and not to be lazy about, it, you know what I mean. So when I fail myself in any way, I. Can be my hardest yeah. uh, critic, critic or punisher, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just um, I had last year was a little bit more difficult for me and I am a depression eater.
0: Yeah. We talked about that part.
3: You know, I'm not one of those people. I don't know those people who like get depressed and look like they did an ounce blow. Like, <laughs> who no, are they?
0: No, you feed the pain, right? You feed, yes, feed what else are pain. you going
3: to do? Yeah, whether You're,
0: it's booze or if,
3: food, sure. If things aren't going well, what are you going to do? Sit around and not eat? What do you think about I it? I mean, at least you got food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's people who are depressed who have no food. That's like exercising your right to vote.
0: I can't tell if this is a bit
3: or if it's really how you feel. It's not. I'm just talking to you.
0: No, I mean, or if it's really how you feel. It's
3: really how I feel. Okay. When have you ever known me to say something? And by the way, if it's a bit, it's really how I feel anyway.
0: Yeah, I, don't, then I guess the positioning is then I don't necessarily agree with you.
3: You don't have to. I understand. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I'm just saying that I... And by the way, I didn't say everybody should do this. I'm saying I don't understand the ones who don't. The same way I don't understand people who love cats. Oh, that's right. You don't need to agree with me. I just don't get it. Yeah. Okay, I don't want a pet that's going to judge me. And if I'm feeling depressed, the only thing I want to do is fucking eat. And hopefully the food is white. Mashed potatoes, fettuccine alfredo, vanilla ice cream. So it sticks right to the comfort. Yeah, like yeah. I mean
0: (laughs) heavy gravy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know?
3: I'm not like, oh man, what a shitty month this was. I'll have salad.
0: I think uh, it depends on what the we talked about this. Still, but it depends on what the depression is based right. on. Uh, but for me, if I am uh, unhappy about something, that perhaps if it was if it was in any way my doing, there's like a depression or a guilt that comes in, and then then I don't eat. It's almost like a. Uh, I mean, this doesn't happen that much in adult life, but in looking back at behavior, I used to uh, have an exhibit. I think that it's almost like a you're, you're self punishing yourself. You know what I mean? Almost like, well, you're making yourself go to bed without dinner or something stupid, like a child. It's uh,
2: masochistic in like a very psychological. But I don't go
0: wash my mouth out with soap way. if I say something I don't like
2: it's on the show. Your you know body know? turns off. It's, it's I think it's chemical. I think it's yeah.
3: like your doctor will ask you, like, is there a loss of appetite, right? And yes, I right. think that when it's if language. If go check out for depression. Right. And if it's language. And by the way, I've never taken a single pill for de- like, he said really? to me, he goes, yo, you want some Xanax? I'm like, no, I got weed.
0: Good for you. I mean, good for you for not going the pharmaceutical route. I think that once you get on that ride, you can't get off. Walk.
3: I'm going to tell you. Okay, Uh, the joke I've done is if you're feeling depressed, walk, listen to music that you associate with. Seriously, watch a TV show that makes you happy, and um, all about changing your state. Get money. Yeah, get money because it's amazing how when you get money, all of a sudden you're not so depressed.
0: Well, energy uh, is, <laughs> yeah. is, is, it comes in many forms. But and, when work and, is good. And money
3: is, without a doubt, energy. Well, when without work a doubt. Is, yeah, and work is good, you know, and I can't complain right now. And Yeah, you're I, doing great work you know, wise. You're all over complain, the place. I can't complain, work is good, and um, we have a show that we've been pitching around a little bit, and we're hoping to get some traction on that, and
0: is it anything that we know about from the past that you'd been trying or is this something new?
3: nope this is uh this might be the thing I talked about last time I was here
0: you. i'm I'm happy that something's
3: by the way, is happening. this my seventh or or eighth I don't know. we
0: stopped counting because you're not exactly like invite it's not like you know what I mean like you're here because we want you here because you're as opposed the to the show. other guests
3: who are here because we don't want them here uh, we have to have them <laughs> no.
0: No, but I mean, you you're, you pointed out earlier, you're part of the staff. So it, it's almost like you could be your 26th appearance. It doesn't count. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it, there's an asterisk there no matter what.
3: Well, I had done three or four appearances before you guys even asked me to come on board.
0: Without a doubt. So, if you want to count them all, we can. And you'll have, <laughs> you'll have to do the math, because I'm not keeping tabs. But um, I don't book myself very often. No, we want you here every six months, because we want you here every six months.
3: Right, which is about... And by the way... I think that's what
0: Eddie Brill used to do on the Letterman Show, isn't it? Kind you of, at least I once talk, a year. Today's
3: Eddie's birthday. By the way, come shout Come on, up, really? Today is Eddie's birthday, <laughs> and I already wished <laughs> him a happy on birthday. On here, that's amazing. I already wished him a happy birthday, but I'm going to shout out to my Pally Eddie Brill in New there York. Poker Happy. game when I'm in the city. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy birthday to my pal Eddie Brill.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. funny. Awesome. I didn't bring that up for that yeah. reason. Hey,
3: Eddie has the same birthday as Bob Weir. Hey, oh, yeah, there you go. Hey, there <laughs> you go. I should be wearing an Eddie Brill t shirt also. Uh,
0: with that, let's at least talk about then how has it been for you uh, being a, a producer and a booker on this show? How has that worked out for you in your life doing what you do?
3: Well, first, let me say that I am. Unbelievably uh, proud to be part of this extravaganza. Seriously, it is really um, awesome to start out with something that is like a tiny infant.
0: Barely an idea.
3: Yeah, (laughs) and you look at it and you go, oh, this is fun. And the next thing you know, it's like grown into something that has taken on its own shape and form. It's new, yeah. When I toured with my Grateful Dead band, like that's what it was. It started oh, as something wow. that we put together as this tribute idea. Everybody played their parts perfectly, and the next thing you know, we're selling a thousand tickets in theaters up and down the coast. Like doing your own thing. It was crazy. That's no, awesome. playing their music.
0: It, your own way, though, the whole thing. Kind of, I yeah. Love-
3: but it was. It's just this weird thing when you see something, and it all of a sudden, yeah, you know. And um, I just, I love what the show is and what it's doing, oh, and. Um, I still see so much more potential for it. Yes. You know? Well, like Love yeah. hearing that. Right now, I am, you know, booking the comedians. I'm sort of the, you know, producer of the comedy segment, yeah. if you may. Yeah, you're, you're
0: already brilliant,
3: But I really see myself, like, if we can get to another, I really see myself in more of a real producer role because I really see tremendous potential for this thing i really really do thanks man yeah Uh, Uh, and it's exciting
0: we 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 are in the same place where it's 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 there's been growth and people seem to like whatever this has become and it's become something that we weren't trying to do everything we were trying to do or try this try that whatever wherever we settled is just us this is just us
3: well i gotta say that i mean i was looking again through the list of um comics comedians that have come oh, on the show we've that had we've quite had quite a few comedians and i'm literally i'm like beside myself
0: that, that that's your list of work. that
3: those people came out to do me a favor and come on the show and then every single one of them afterwards went oh my god those people are amazing like <laughs> that was the best time I can't believe it. I want to come back again and again. Like oh I'm not kidding you. There is, I, I am. It. I. I. You can tell. Like I. I. I lose words sometimes when I'm truly moved. And the fact that I'm associated with the show, and that you guys are my friends, and that you know they then meet you, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my God, how do you know those people?" <laughs> I'm serious. That is... That's the thing that I've learned is that people don't invest in an idea. They don't invest in a product. They invest in a person. When you're in the room and people are buying, they're buying you. You could be selling them any... Whatever it is you have, it's really you that they're buying. You know what I mean? And I can't believe that those people are my friends and that they...
2: We've had you've brought some great people.
3: Said to the yeah, show. all right, I trust you, and then they come here, and then the next thing you know, like we've got insane people coming on this show. Oh, you know? it's like
0: the, uh, we we haven't even mentioned some of the names that you've already booked that are coming up. In this, this coming month?
3: Oh, yeah. To... This is a big one. We
0: have some good <laughs> ones coming up. There's some very big names going to be on the show.
3: I'm yeah. most excited, and I got to confirm it this week, but I'm really, really – I can tip it. I don't really Do you care. want to say it? But Roy? With
0: me. Yeah, sure.
3: Oh, I'm so excited to have Roy Firestone coming. You, know, you don't even know. Like Roy is a genius. Yeah. Like Roy, first of all, is one of the greatest impressionists. Have you ever seen him do – No. Roy? Okay, Roy's a – you don't even know. Roy I mean, I like remember this. the comedy
0: and stuff from way back before he was like, you know, a, a, such a successful businessman.
3: He is so talented. And I was a fan of Roy's when I was a kid and he was doing sports in L.A., you know, and Royal yeah. Firestone was sports. So I like That's exactly
0: I, I didn't grow up here. But for me, it's the same thing from uh, uh, what's the show me the money.
3: Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, 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 Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Don't make
0: me cry, Jeff right. <laughs> I'm not going to cry for you, Roy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a star of that movie because of that whole scene. Roy
3: is, but Roy Those is scenes. so smart and so talented and so his opinions are so well substantiated because he's a voracious reader, and he is really just like I don't very often come on Wednesdays to the show, you know, to see someone. In fact, I think I've only been here once for a show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm definitely... Well, you're also
0: booking people who don't need their hand held, too, which is nice.
3: Yeah. I'm booking people who I can see when I want to see them. I'm coming for Roy. Cool. Oh no, well, there's pictures. I'm gonna be here for Roy. Yeah.
0: Does everyone remember that scene? You know, he he's a famous interviewer. Roy Firestone is a famous interviewer. He's and like, he's famous for making like really getting into the nitty-gritty of things and often getting into that emotional place. And sometimes as... people cry. So that's what the whole Cuba Gooding scene that was what that right. whole thing I was didn't all know about. That was because he was But it's known all because for... he's such a good interviewer, because he's so good at what he's he does. he's as good
3: as Bob Costas.
0: And I don't know anything about sports.
3: Oh yeah. <sighs> he is yeah, so anyway, yeah, we've got some good people coming up. But anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. So, all right, so can I talk to you about what this has been like? What do you, now that you've, you've been doing it for a while now. Oh, a and, year and a half. And you've really, like as you pointed out, bring, brought some names in. What are you, Richard Chasler, looking for in a talk show guest? I know you're not just getting whatever name and whoever will say yes. I know that.
3: I'm as picky as can be I look for but the same show in a guest that I look for in a bottle of wine <laughs> How do you like that?
0: Let's hear it, what does that mean?
3: I, uh, I want something that's quality mm. Okay. I want something that people go oh. It's got to have wow factor I'm not booking people I mean look, I love all my friends and I love all the comedians that I know but no offense to anybody but I'm really booking headliners I'm booking people who are bringing something to the table You know, because I want the show to have credibility. And when you – you see, you gave me something to jump with. You gave me Carol Leifer. So I had –
0: Oh, because we'd already had her on. Carol
3: had done the show. It's a good name. So I had a a little bit of credibility. So I literally jumped off and called ten people on A-level who all know Carol. Great. (laughs) Okay, that's how we, when we started and all of a sudden I go, I got two months booked and you were like, oh my God, how'd you get these people? Well, they all knew Carol. So I don't even know if they called Carol, but I said to all of them, look, Carol's already done the show. I've done the show. Gabe went, I'll do the show. Don McKenna went, I'll do the show. You know, like all of a sudden, like all the New Yorkers who all came up together said, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So I just called all my friends and went like... I got this thing going, and that's really cool. It's really cool. You and know. Gabe's coming
0: back, I think, at some point too. Right? I have Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> he was one of because he, uh, whatever. He really got... He's so good. He's so good. I <laughs> love, love his brain. I was supposed to... I'm excited to have him back because I, on a personal note, I was supposed to... We were supposed to get together at some point and what life got crazy. Without I, me?
3: What? Are you seeing my friends behind my back? I think what happened
0: back? was I had forgotten to invite you and I was like, well, I can't see him without Richard. Are you
3: seeing my friends behind my back? <laughs> That's going to bring us to our next segment, if it is.
0: <laughs> what is it?
3: Why aren't I in your friend Alex's movie?
0: Daddy Issues. It's about uh, g- gay and lesbian... Uh, 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 so (laughs) oh
3: boy all right
0: um let's see what you i want to know who your favorite talk show guests were of all time and i don't care the show
3: johnny merv letterman oh johnny can we you brought something up i heard because i listen when i'm in the green room thank you um we appreciate that what are we pointing where's chad oh
0: he leaves at 11
3: He's, he he leaves doesn't at stay for the taping anymore? No. Chad, I'm getting you back. Well, because
0: it's the internship <laughs> I thing. I
3: understand. I understand. It's not paid. I get it. You know, he's...
0: You should have seen the pencil. We had a whole thing yesterday because the pencils were not sharpened. You
3: know what I do with these pencils? Drum? I have a pair of them in my car for traffic. <laughs> I used to
0: keep a pair of drumsticks in the car for the I do, reason. Th- I did too. For, for all those years commuting.
3: Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. Um, so Johnny is known, hands down. You want to learn... How to Die, Watch Johnny.
0: Oh, this is because I brought this up earlier.
3: Johnny Carson was a master of dying. A master. And when I talk to young comedians who are afraid of dying or they don't understand about owning the stage and part of owning the stage and being comfortable on stage and being in the moment and being present is understanding how to roll with every punch that happens while you're on that stage and if you tell a joke that lays an egg and it might happen (laughs) I mean you know it When you're a a comedian and you're at that level where it just works all the time, you know what I mean? That really rarely happens. But when you're a talk show host, for example, and you're getting things written on the fly every day at every, you know what I mean? Coming in at all angles, too. None of this stuff is tried and true tested. None of it. That's why you have 25 writers in a room. Okay? Yeah. So when Carson would do a joke that would tank, he had more fun dying, right? There's nobody more fun to watch. Which makes it not uncomfortable. Yeah. The audience then doesn't go, ooh.
2: They're not nervous They're not it. nervous They're for Because he's yeah. not uncomfortable. Right. When them. you
3: go to a comedy club, you see a younger stand-up comedian, a young aspiring guy coming up, and he's not doing well. You're kind of like...
0: There's an unease.
3: You feel bad for him. You could feel his uneasiness. Yeah. You could see the beads of sweat forming right around. You know it's what I mean? It's not comfortable. Yeah. No. But if you can die with dignity... <laughs> and have fun doing it then the audience will have fun watching you yeah, die it's a
0: crazy power cycle
3: which means at the end of the day you did your job okay maybe not the way you set out intending to do the job but the end result is the same you gave the audience the laughs they came to get
0: do you feel that young comics don't uh, get that or maybe inexperienced comics don't get that
3: yeah, I don't think they get anything
0: because they <laughs> But because it's so the the, uh, the foresight is so short, it's it's two plus two equals laugh, two plus two equals laugh, blah blah blah. Versus uh, which they I'm, don't
3: understand by it's, the way.
0: It's about the long game, and did they enjoy the entire six fifteen forty five, however many minutes?
3: Young comedians, today, well, okay. I'm going to say young aspiring comedian and I am a snooty snoot about this stuff, okay? And because there's the internet now and memes and (laughs) people could make a meme that says like headliner, you know? And you've done 12 shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? But all of a sudden like you've got access and power in a computer like you can turn yourself into a headliner. You're not a headliner. You're not even a stand-up comedian, okay? If you're a person who's been doing open mics for two years and you call yourself a comedian you really aren't doing yourself a service it's like i equate that with someone in med school calling themselves a doctor
0: how, okay good how many years would you Ten, say? Ten is uh is is when it, you've sort of earned your stripes enough to at least sit at the table or at least call yourself
3: there's an or. okay okay there's like a five-year or 50,000 mile warranty on this deal I think it's really if you can walk into a room and you can give a room full of strangers thirty minutes of crushing laughter Mm -hmm. without having to work the crowd. Okay? That means just material. Yes. That means (laughs) you got I know it is. Okay. Yeah. And you can own it in a way that you can't be heckled off or knocked off your platform and you can go in and out of all your bits seamlessly from one to another if something happens. In any circumstance, any scenario. any circumstance and you can do that for 30 minutes. Then you've earned the right to call yourself, in my opinion, a comedian. I love that. Seinfeld thinks it's 60.
0: 60 minutes. Oh, I see. Okay. Same same thing, but with double the time.
3: I think it's 30 minutes because at 30 minutes, you can be booked to be a feature act on the road. You can be paid, you can be making money, you can, but that takes, I'm not lying to you, seven, eight, nine years of being on the road, not hanging out at the comedy store, doing open mics around Los Angeles, getting five minutes a pop. You gotta be on the road doing 15. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, two shows. Friday, two shows. Saturday, one show. Sunday. Week after week after week after week after week. Like these, this generation is so fucking lazy, and have such a misguided idea. Out,
0: you can do a podcast from your phone. I mean, you know. of
3: what it. But they have such a misguided idea of what it takes to master the art form of stand-up comedy that if if they really took my class, which I'm really thinking of teaching, uh, most of them will quit. I'm not kidding, or they'll think I'm nuts. And oh, what does he know? Yeah, you know, I know that you don't go on stage and talk for ten minutes trying to find a punchline. Okay, That's what I know. <laughs>
0: write it write it ahead of time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> because we do it, and we make it look like so easy. Well, often sometimes
0: you, yeah, sometimes it's constructed to look as though you thought of it just then and there. When the truth is, this has been written five, six, seven years and done, performed six, seven thousand times. I've been doing to make it look like you
3: just thought of it right now. I've been doing it thirty-four years this February. You think that I? don't own it, that when I do something and it may, oh, you know what? Like When I do that on stage, you don't think I've already thought I'm going to do right, that? Right. unless really. I can tell you the
0: next ten lines, and, too. And
3: by the way, it might be something real and totally genuine, but you can't tell the difference. Right. Okay? And, well, not once you've done the work.
0: Not later. Once you've amassed all of that stuff you just said, then later, you can't tell the difference. To be
3: a great stand-up comedian, you have to be a, gr- literally... You have to be great at three other art forms. You have to be a great writer. You have to be a great comedy performer, mm. and you have to be a great director because you got to know how to stage your act.
0: Editor, I'd throw in there too. Yeah, but I guess that's directing too.
3: The audience will help you with that, or your or your friends will help you. Hey, you know what? I got a tag for you. I got mm. a way to fix that joke. You know,
0: yeah, your clean will, it up.
3: Yeah, your friends, Reword. your friends who know how to write will help you with that
0: show. Um, so back to the question was some. What is your favorite like oh, think of a favorite talk show appearance it like, a- is just yours, yeah, because I've got a handful that always pop into my head, of course and that I love the- I could almost them. like pick a show and i I'd-, I'd give my favorite one from that show or something so there maybe are who's a few your favorite
3: that stick out like when I was a kid that's what I have too I have um, the ones when I was a kid that still resonate there are a few that really stick out um John Biner on the Captain and Tennille show. Oh my god! Holding five, holding five microphones and doing his impression of the Beach Boys. Oh, that's interesting. Genius. And there's people who like, who's John Biner? Okay, Um, that is a pretty. That's pretty good. That was a pretty good one. I've never heard of that. Um,
2: What was that on?
3: The Captain and Tennille show. That was on the Captain... Captain Jesus. and Tennille had a variety yeah, of show. Yeah, short-lived, once along a week. with Flip Wilson yeah. and... and yeah, the, oh, it was like right? a
0: Friday night show. Like a Carol Burnett yeah, type of show. Yeah, so. okay.
3: Exactly. The Captain Ed, Ed Sullivan, and same show. deal. And then they'd close it with Love Who Keep Us Together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So you knew it
0: was the captain and Tennille. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Just in case you Actually, forgot. Actually, so
0: they get paid one more time. Just too. in
3: case you forgot who the guy in the captain's hat was. And who's with
0: the captain over there? Well, that's Taneel. That's ah, Tony Tenille. I always forget, of course.
3: Um, How about from Johnny? Um,
0: And then I'll say Letterman, like maybe one from each of those guys.
3: So Crispin Glover from Letterman. Oh, God. Wasn't that an amazing? Clearly the one for me. Or Drew Barrymore.
0: Right here, yeah. On
3: this desk. That's a good one, yeah. Flashing boobies. Yeah. Um, you know and then you know, one of
0: your guests, Mark Pitta, then re, uh, yes. recreated that yes. right here. Scared the shit out of me
3: one day. because yeah. do
0: not have the big theater. So he climbing up here it was like right in my face. Yeah, you gotta
3: <laughs> let by the way, you gotta let amazing. them know you're gonna do that. They'll that still <laughs> act surprised, but you let them know. That's why Crispin got thrown off the show.
0: you right. Right. You it know, was an act. It was he was trying to be zany and crazy in the whole bit, I bit do, right? No, but he I was think also he was also no, on acid.
3: Oh, okay.
0: I've been to a lot of Dead shows. Didn't he have a whole thing of mushrooms he was showing? Or there was a thing... He had a whole case of things he was showing off?
3: I, he came out with... I think he came out with a It's show case, and tell. <laughs> yeah, but he I remember he had these big clunky shoes oh. on. And, like from I'm Gonna Get You Suckin' And he was platform. like, yeah, and he was like... Uh, That's my I'm reference. Strong Dave. <laughs> and he, he stands up and he started saying, like I'm strong, yeah, Dave. I can muscles. lift things. Do you then, want an like, armrest? And he like, just missed Dave and you see Dave move back.
0: I'm sitting literally at the same desk. Yeah. Like, and and it wasn't literally the same desk, but the same measurements and everything. And I can't even imagine a platform shoe coming anywhere. Right he, yeah, and you know how it is with the lights in your face. I mean, you can't really. Ju- it would be easy to mistake that and kill David Letterman. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, so Letterman, that one sticks out. Raquel Welch. There was a Raquel Welch appearance on Johnny Carson
0: when Uh, I was a kid. I can't wait to hear this. In the white dress? Oh, okay, I don't know.
3: Not the cat one.
0: That's what I was thinking. I thought you were talking about when she asked about the Zsa Zsa story that I don't think was even true.
3: Mind if I, do do you want to, if you move the cat up, do you want to pet my pussy? You know what, it might have been Jane Fonda
0: that I'm thinking of I
3: heard it was Raquel Welch and she came out with a cat. And she's sitting there petting the cat during the interview and she says to Johnny, Would you like to put my pussy? And Johnny says, only if you move that cat off your yeah, I'd love to
0: if you'd remove that damn cat. Yeah, or
3: something like and that. I, and
0: it was rock I think it might have been whatever it was, I don't think the actual thing exists, but what did exist was, I believe it was Jane Fonda who said that, you know, she's sitting there right there next to right. Johnny who's here, and and said, uh, uh, you know, my son was watching the show last night and he said, and he said, Just tell me if this is true. And Johnny's like, okay, we don't want to right. He <laughs> said and told the whole story, and it, but I think it was Zsa Zsa Gabor and had the, would you like to pet uh, my pussy? Zsa. I don't
3: know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. We had Zsa, Zsa Gabor on the show. That Zsa Zsa was here.
0: Ah. But anyway, I think it was Jane Fonda. That
3: ah. yeah. oh, was so, Jane. I think
0: so. Who, because I don't think the moment ever existed. Because if
3: you're going to do a pussy joke to anybody, Jane Fonda is the one you want to really lay out. She set it up. Hanoi Jane. I'm
0: saying I think the kid and she set really? it up. Yeah. Interesting. Because I don't think it's true. I don't think there was ever a clip of that actually. Right, I think the kid like told Jane Fonda do. and then she told that story right. on Johnny Carson. Ah,
2: that definitely sounds... The
0: birth of folklore. But who knows?
3: The birth of folklore. <laughs> uh, let's
0: see, what makes a I guess? We question. did that. Favorite that talk show question. appearance.
3: That's a really good one.
0: Well, because you're doing this now.
3: So the... I'm curious what
0: what sparks with you.
3: I mean, Jerry and Bob on letterman because of the, yeah and the they've done it several times but there was one specific one where they levitated jerry that
0: was on the old show i just saw that clip
3: last year somebody had just sent that when bob did this because bob they art. really did it yeah and yeah. They, fucking lifted in, in jerry, the yeah, they fucking lifted jerry's fat ass up off the chair That's so funny <laughs> that one kind of sticks <laughs> oh, oh my now God. my now my cheeks hurt like i'm on acid because you're happy
0: um, yeah smiling of course I'm so glad you're doing well. Uh, did we get all, to all the things that we're supposed to get to? Do we? I, we're going to do like your plugs and everything. But yeah, we we've get got some to...
3: plugs coming up.
0: All right, let's do that now. It's time to do billboard. billboard. <laughs> More about this guest. Go ahead. Anything, we now we have we never talked got... about the
3: acting. We oh, didn't talk. We'll that's back, so, right. That's all right. We didn't talk about a lot well, of not, stuff. Not... But you can kick me out. It's, it's got a time to go. I know. Well, we do have a time. an past, hour. It's past your bedtime. I know. Mine always run long. I yeah. Wait. This one won't. Yes, I should stop telling people it's twelve to one thirty.
2: Yeah,
3: I do because I'm usually in twelve to (laughs) one (laughs) thirty.
0: Well, I found out something very exciting that I didn't know before, which was that you would, if given the option, if like you said, if Mister Show, the president of show business, called you and said, "Listen, we need you to act. Can you do it?" You'd actually give all of this up to go be a serious actor what well we talked about this very briefly on the show once before because we talked about scorsese and and some other things but this blew me away because i feel like you richard chasler the guy who's standing sitting here before me today could be successful at that you play jewish you play italian you play angry you play happy you're you've got an interesting look why wouldn't this already be happening if that's what you wanted and why are you working so hard at this other stuff if that's not what you want well,
3: oh God. that's
0: see. why I didn't ask it. I didn't have time.
3: A, a, <laughs> overall answer is I need a better theatrical agent. All right. uh, um, and the answer to or maybe second, one at
0: all, because no, it I seems have like
3: one who's not very good.
0: And the I, answer to I would say that you don't have one. You other, may be on somebody's roster, but that's about my it.
3: agent. Got me. My, I've been in two Academy Award nominated movies. Did you know that? I've worked. Which
0: side are you fighting right now? <laughs> <laughs> Yours or mine? Is the guy good or not?
3: My agent? Yeah. He's not good. Okay. I'm telling you a story. My agent got me my audition for Hitchcock and hasn't gotten me a theatrical audition since. (laughs) And I booked the movie. (laughs) I played Martin Balsam in the Academy Award-nominated movie Hitchcock. I did scenes with Helen Mirren. I did scenes with Al Pacino in The Insider. Yeah, I, I think your so first what, time we talked about what that. you don't know is that yes, if the president of Showbiz called me and said, "Okay, you got two choices: you could either fill Carnegie Hall as a stand-up comic and be the biggest thing since Dice Clay, or Ooh. you could make movies for the rest of your life and probably get nominated for Academy Award." Fuck, take the microphone. I would. I, I slept in my car for a year. But you becoming street.
0: you, what seemed such a tight entity of, I know what this guy's all about, the entire interview, has now gone out the window for me because I'm like, why is he working so hard towards this other thing when he wants this other
3: thing? Well, because this pays the bills. Okay. This is waiting to... Stand-up comedy for me, literally is my day job.
0: You've been doing it long enough now that it is your career and I see, I see... <laughs> no! <laughs> push-pull? The
3: Hitchcock push-pull? <laughs> <laughs> on my tongue. Oh, on my YouTube, you're like, No! <laughs> Cut to me as like a seventy-five-year-old man in like the Catskills, leashing Sonny. I started doing this when Reagan was president.
0: All right, so I guess what we're getting at is anybody who sees this show, like an Alex Bloom, who was here yesterday, who writes and produces uh, movies. Go to and my stuff website, like that, watch
3: my reels.
0: Stop that! If they like you here, they're not going to do that. If they like this and want this in their movie, they should call you.
3: What they should understand. Which, oh, my gosh. No, no. You're
0: making it too much work for
3: everybody. I'm not. It's one simple piece of information because it's what everybody wants to know. Oh. Is he trained? Can oh, he do you? work?
0: But you're still Adler. I knew that's all that.
3: That's right. I studied with Stella Adler. I, I lived in my car in the street for a year because I couldn't afford a home and stuff I Stella. knew all of that. So, But yes. the
0: story then goes I became a stand-up comedian and I've been to working for 34 years yeah. or whatever
3: since. Well, that's how long it's taken me to get my fucking acting break oh i see <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking or, kidding me that's good
0: you've been working towards it this whole time yes the, the whole time read. Really i go up on stage waiting to be discovered
3: i started as a jimmy Bayo look alike and now i can play everybody's accountant okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cans and the trenches they just get bigger and bigger who is who uh richard chasler <clears throat> i would uh, like to know let's see it's time to do the billboard what do you have coming up
3: Uh, what do I have coming up? I've got some stuff coming up. So on, I believe, October 26th, Thursday, I think that is, I'll be at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. You can see me performing down there. So if you live down by Huntington Beach, come on out to the Rec Room. And if you DM me on my Instagram at Richard Chasler. I will comp your tickets. Ooh, absolutely! Cool. So find That's me, solid. find me online, follow me, and I will hook you up at the door. And then November nineteenth, I will be in Mill Valley at the Ah
0: Throckmorton Theater, Throckmorton <laughs> beautiful Theater, Throckmorton,
3: beautiful Throckmorton. And then the following night, November twentieth, I'll be in Redding, California, at the fabulous Win River Casino. Wynn River? The Wynn River Casino.
0: Is it named the Wynn River and then this is the
3: casino? W-I-N-N hyphen R-I-V-E-R Casino. Interesting.
0: Sounds like a neat... I'm picturing like an old west theme or something. Is that what it's like there? It's in
3: it, No, in fact, it's more like like prim New Nevada. Is what I'm picturing. It, <laughs> it's a little prim Nevadaish, but it's really more New Mexico because it's a Native American. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's an Indian casino. It's a reservation I land using that word. Yeah, it's a reservation casino, and so it has very much like there's a hollowed out canoe, like hanging in the thing. I've worked this place before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds fun. fun. Yeah. I yeah, like that stuff. it
2: sounds it's, like old and rustic and random.
3: It's new and <laughs> millions and millions of dollars going through ching 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 ching. It's a big old casino.
0: And then, did you say social media? What about social media?
3: At Richard Chasler on oh boy, Most at of. Richard Chasler on we got to do this at Richard Chasler on Instagram. Yep. My website is Richard Chasler, and I've been suspended. Uh oh, from Twitter <laughs> permanently. <laughs> Permanently For using the word bullet in a punchline.
0: Well, I mean, what was the... Do
3: you somebody want, to do, you want up, to do
0: the material or are we going to get flagged a, on YouTube?
3: Somebody put up a post. You, you know, and I. It, it was just a... You know, it could have been Jimmy Dore. Just an innocuous post like, uh, I wonder what the last thing that went through Mitch McConnell's mind was before the Senate had to vote. Oh, I see. And, you and it, I wrote, should have been a bullet. That was it. I commented on his post... Yeah, and they shut my Twitter off for harassment.
0: Right, because you said should have been.
3: But I didn't harass anybody. You, but, and I'm a comedian. But I feel like you know
0: more than anybody that language absolutely means something. So if you had just said language a bullet, only means... if you said a bullet, I bet you'd be fine.
3: Agreed. Regardless, I had to get a publicist to try to help me with this. <laughs> to get back on Twitter? I'm trying. Holy they shit. They don't want to give me back my account. Are you still I- on Facebook? I'm I know that's kind of old, but I mean, you still. I'm on Facebook and I'm on. <laughs> a publicist, Instagram. Is the, the wrong person. Just really, FYI, who yeah. would be the right a person? lawyer? A lawyer. I agree with that. What type of lawyer? Uh,
2: just uh, talk to you, anyone who's a lawyer, and they can tell you better. I'm not going to speculate on that, but a publicist, I would
0: say, is. The yeah, they wrong may know person. the right lawyer. They may connect you to the right dot,
2: but yeah. Not worth
3: hiring a publicist for. Yeah, Twitter, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. I would never even own a gun. I am a stand up comic. It doesn't matter. Joke. Yo.
0: Yeah, you're a deadhead, man. <laughs> yeah, you're all about dude. love and peace.
3: And I by the way, I tried to appeal them and I I wrote a thing and a whole thing. Sorry about
0: I, the bullet thing. Yeah, like I, I, I would <laughs> I never
3: I would never it. like, you know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So now I like I might have to like start another Twitter.
0: Well, maybe it's maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe that is exactly what's supposed to happen. Yeah. A new Chazler Twitter.
3: Funny wino. Snooty snoot at I don't know. <laughs> maybe at Snooty Snoot. Yeah, Ooh. why not? That's
2: that could be good. Ooh, that could
3: be good.
0: Uh, we've got other stuff coming up, but we'll talk to you about that stuff off yeah. the air. And um, this oh, is I, how about fun. this? I'll ask you one last question. No, I won't. Oh, right, I was going to give that a quick shout spot. out to
3: my almost new sponsors, Naked Extracts. Who oh, are yeah, that's in right. Portland, or your, Oregon? Yep, go ahead and make the cleanest, purest, best distillate I've ever really had. I'm not kidding you. It's they're so good. Connie and Mike are masters. This and is they, somebody's
0: a new sponsor of
3: yours. Yes, but
0: they it's a, a medicinal cannabis. product, It's a product, medicinal
3: right? cannabis product that comes out of Portland, mm-hmm. and they're you know the cartridges with the for oil the pen. And for the, for yeah. the pen, pens, yeah. right? Um, that you can put in, like, the brass knuckles thing, for example. We had a
0: guest a long time ago who gave us a bunch of those. That's why you have that one.
3: But their product is so clean and so good, and they're really about quality. And say the name again. Naked Naked Extracts. extracts. And they call it Naked because there's nothing but the – right. Clean. Absolutely. Totally clean. They're trying to get into California. I'm trying to help them, but –
0: Well, by all means, please send them this link because – As you know, Mrs. Ryan also partakes in the medicinal cannabis for her MS, and we're always open to... uh product well a lot of people have been very generous with sending us stuff try this here try this well and, uh, it's
3: my pleasure to give them a shout out because you know we reach people and they their product certainly needs to reach people that's awesome yeah Anyone, you're all
0: right
2: Richard you're Chesler. pretty rad it, 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 no understanding more about the science behind it i think equalizes the playing field for a lot of people to definitely use it. so i love hearing yeah that the your stigma
0: thought. that we had always assumed is not <laughs> accurate
3: i've right. never had a stigma since i'm 12 <laughs>
0: You see good? (laughs) I see good. Uh, Let's see. Richard Chasler, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy that you're doing well, and I'm so happy that you're still excited to be part of this.
3: Oh, I'm never leaving until you fire me, and then I'm suing.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Beautiful. <laughs> exactly what we want. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, what do we have here tomorrow? We've got uh, s- Speed 0023 r- race car driver from Australia, Ron Goodman, is here. Yeah. Uh, coming in wow. all the way from Australia. This is, I know, it's exciting. Yeah.
3: Um, he right, mate. I'm going to make it go
0: fast now, right? Race is a uh, 356, I know. And then there's all sorts of other cars on his Instagram. But uh, it's Speed 0023 Ron Goodman. Yeah. It's uh, going to be in tomorrow. And we are excited about that. It's going to be some heavy Porsche talk, I think.
2: He sent so many things, I can't wait to go through it all. We still have to go for a
0: ride.
3: I still need to drive your car.
0: Well, I'm assuming, Richard Chasler, that you will come uh, at least to one of the shows down at the Porsche Experience Center, because what you may or may not know, for a week, we are going to be doing this show, for anybody who doesn't know, we didn't mention it earlier, for a week. Uh, it's the week of November 11th. Can't make that up, 11-11. No,
3: I have to see who's booked that week, and hopefully they understand No it. one. We, we're we our, it's oh, yeah, dark. that's right. It's we all... didn't book a comedian that week. I forgot.
0: And we don't edit, so let's keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're hoping that you will come down and, will uh, and and grace us with your presence as well to see what we're doing in the big uh, grand scheme of
3: things. No question. I, I, you could not keep me away from that. It's I was be so fun. excited when I found out that we were doing that. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to
0: bring the whole set and everything. That's, it's going to be fun.
3: So, I cannot wait.
0: All right, Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very I love much. Mr. Chastler, we love you so I very much. I love you guys
3: so very much. We
0: love everybody at home. Please love one another. And, and we, we. Yes,
3: love one another, most importantly. And vote! <laughs>
0: Don't forget to phone the neighbors, wake the kids, all the stuff. All right. We love everybody. Please love one another. And we'll see you tomorrow with Ron Goodman. Speed 0023.